officially recording now, so... Alright. Alright, folks. Welcome back to Mostly Ghostly. With Matt Fisher and Ray Booten. Ray, how you doing over there? Pretty good. How about you? Doing alright. Doing alright. Uh, today we have a special guest with us from the old, the Dorkening Brotherhood. Uh, a f- fellow, fellow gentleman that is... Um, bouncing around different shows, has a couple shows of his own on the old Dorketing Network, where we uh, our shows broadcasted from live from the uh, antennas on top of all those city buildings. Uh, the great and powerful Kevin Crook, how you doing? I'm I'm good. Thanks for having me on. I don't know about powerful. I'm pretty great though. I've heard. You Although uh, some 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 say I'm the worst, but they're wrong. I'm I'm great. I've heard that before. I, they they type it more. They type it instead of saying it. They're keyboard warriors yeah. over there. Those terrible people. But, yeah, it is what it is. Like, I do have a one of the shows I have. They they call me the worst, and they they that t shirts made up that says Kevin is the worst. I like that. And um, I have one for myself that says I'm the worst because uh, I'm 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 the worst. I like that. It's like a yeah. a good gimmick. It's a good like wrestling gimmick. Exactly, yeah. You know what I mean? So, uh, yeah, I've known Kevin now for maybe, what, two years or so, roughly? Yeah, something like that. We, we, uh, I think the first time we met was probably at a convention. Yes. Um, and then just running into each other here and there and, you know, mutual friends, uh, Melissa Potter, and, you know, it's, uh, it's bound to happen, you know? It's, so it, it, when you guys were going to be doing the, the, the newer sh- shows and stuff, uh, it's the first thing I was like, oh, let's, let's get them on the network. So, yeah. And we appreciate, I can speak for Melissa and Ray, and we're, we're very appreciative of being a part of the Dorkening Network. We're trying to get Ray out to some more conventions. We just we just recorded a new uh, two new episodes of Shock Treatment with Mel and Maddie the other day, so um, they'll be popping up nice. soon. Hell yeah, hell yeah. Uh, the, the resurgence, uh, the second coming. Maybe a couple, yeah. there's been a couple comings of it, but we'll go with the second coming. We'll keep it biblical since we're in a spiritual platform, like mostly ghostly. Um, Ray, yeah. Ray, have you ever met Kevin? I know you, you were at uh, Scarecon um, that year that that we were doing some like uh, panels for the Dorketing. But I know you were at the booth for a good amount of the time. I don't know if you kind of got around to mingle. No, I didn't get a chance to mingle. I stayed uh, mostly at the booth. Yeah, uh, that was my spot. Yeah, good man. Well, hopefully, uh, you know, when when the conventions get back in the swing of things, you know, hopefully that'll change. You know, we can we can meet up and hang out and do whatever. Hell yeah, I'm looking I'll look forward, forward to it. it. Yeah, it'll be good times. So, being with it's the mostly ghostly show. Um, you know, Kevin told me I was on the Dorkening, uh, or actually I was on the Wicked Horror Show um, a week or so, a week or and a half, two weeks ago, and uh, we were talking about how uh, when he was a little younger, he did, uh, he was part of like a paranormal team that um, would go all over the uh, country, which was very cool. Um, how'd you, uh, how'd you get into the paranormal, the whole paranormal thing? You have like a, you know, just interested in it or like it wasn't one of those things you witnessed something that brought you in? Uh, it's a little, little of both. Um, when, when I was a kid, I definitely had some experiences, uh, and I, 
I, I just wanted to, it's, it's more of a curiosity thing. I just didn't want to think I was crazy. Right. Um, so I just kind of wanted to look into it a little bit more. And then my dad, um, he would tell me a lot of stories too. My dad was a nurse uh, for the state hospitals in Massachusetts and he worked at Worcester State Hospital and, you know, he, he uh, would have plenty of, of strange stories about Worcester State. Like one of the buildings was completely shut down and they would have to use the, uh, there was tunnels underneath of the ground that connected all the buildings. And every once in a while, they would have to go to another building to get uh, supplies for stuff. And he uh, he said he'd go through the tunnels and he would get up into this closed building that was just there for storage. And, you know, they would walk in and it would sound like a fully functioning uh, hospital, even though there was no one there. Um, so stuff like that really got me kind of like, ooh, I want to check this out. And actually, I think one of his old coworkers actually wrote a, a book about Worcester State Hospital, a good paranormal book. Um, I'll see if I can track that down and let you know what it is. But, um, yeah, it was stuff like that, that that really, like, kind of piqued my interest and made me want to, like, look into it a little bit more. And the fact that, like, excuse me, you know, as a kid, you you tend to get scared from that kind of stuff, but my dad wasn't scared of it. Like, he was just like, oh, it's really neat and blah, 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 whatever. So he made me feel a little more comfortable about it, you know. And plus the the whole thing of, you know, you, you want to think that there's something else there when when you're done on you know in this yeah. in this body or whatever you want to, you kind of want to hope that there's something continuing you know yeah no I agree now the state hospital is that more of like a mental hospital or was that like a like a straight medical that was mental no it was it was a mental hospital yeah it was a mental hospital I wonder what it is about men, you know every mental hospital that I've known about that shuts down even before it shuts down it always has you know paranormal weird things going on I wonder you know what 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 that actually is uh you think it's just like the whatever makes that person mental you think it it, it stays I mean of... possibly I mean if it's something where someone is like uh you know insane because he he was dealing with people that were you know, in the process of going to court for murdering their families and stuff like that. So he was, he was dealing with like some pretty, you know, intense people on the same, on the same note. He was also dealing with people that just had, you know, slight problems, you know, like back when I was a kid, I mean, I was born in 75, so I'm not like super old, but mm-hmm. when I was a kid, it would even be like, it was still to the point where people would just put their, if they had a special needs child, they would just put them in the hospital True. and that's where they lived, you know? Yeah. So, it, you know, it went in the full spectrum. But uh, you know, I, I can imagine, you know, a lot of people would pass in the, in the hospital. So, yeah. you know, if you, if you believe that your, your spirit, lit, like, moves on, you know, if their spirit's there and this, these are people that maybe have done some horrible crimes, you know, like, yeah. you know, th- their spirit's probably just as bad, you know. Well, way back in the day, I think they considered, you know, mental health issues to almost be like they were possessed by demons in their head. Um Oh yeah, you know what I mean. To go back to our Shogun Assassin, when the when they when the kid says his father's head was uh, infected with devils, kind of something like that. Now, Ray, I know you might know a little more about that uh, in, in in the old in the old days. The you know the the whole demon the the people that were crazy would kind of they'd kind of look at them like they were possessed a little bit. Is that true or no? Uh, that was true. There's another thing, um, in some cultures, some Aboriginal cultures, they believe that when you're young and you suffer emotional trauma, mm-hmm. the brain or the mind doesn't close or develop completely. So you're now open to other dimensions or worlds. So if you're dealing with a mental hospital, 
particularly these violent people, some part of their brain stayed open and in mm. contact with these other dimensions or worlds. Mm -hmm. uh, that's an old Aboriginal belief, but it plays well into the uh, number of sightings and number of events that go on in mental hospitals, plus all that energy there. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> those people being trapped there that when they pass, there's a very real possibility that they can't let go. They stay trapped there. Yeah. And there's the whole... And, and a lot of those people, like, especially back in the day, like a lot of them, the the, the treatment that they were getting was, was pretty barbaric and, you know, it was more like torture. Yeah. Like when my dad and my, 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 my parents met in, in nursing school and when they were in nursing school, they were still doing electroshock therapy. Yeah. Um, you know, like, it's like, all right, you're crazy. We'll just electrocute the, the crazy out of you. And it's, it doesn't make any sense, obviously, now, but back then they really thought that that was what, you know, that was a treatment. Yeah. So it's like these people are also getting tortured, you know, so it's, it's, it's horrible. Yeah, it was a lot of trial and error, I think. It was, you know, they didn't know what they were doing, so they just kind of tested different things. They also put people in, like, did they put them in, like, ice-cold water for long periods of time to, like... Yeah. Yeah, like craziness. You ever see House on Haunted Hill, the remake? Um, I, I didn't, um, and it's just because it's like, ah, do we need, did we need a remake? Well, like, I, I don't know. yeah, and I, I'm with you. This was like in the early 2000s before remakes were like, uh, as common as telephone pulls on the street. But, um, they, yeah. That, yeah, that one tapped into like the, the old, you know, time, old time, uh, mental hospital, um, procedures, we'll say. But, uh. Yeah, we got a mental hospital up by us in um, Hanson, and we, we've we been in there with my friends back in the day, and there's, you know, you hear things. Like, that was the first time I really witnessed, um, like, paranormal straight up, where we went in there with a camera, and, you know, we didn't catch anything while we were in there. Um, but as soon as we got out and we looked at that footage, we could see things, you could hear things. And uh, I think it has yeah. a lot, you know, we, me and Ray have talked about this before, how, like, the, you know, the people would be left behind because, you, like, you, like you were saying, you know, the, you, people would go in for all different reasons, and you would be, which is, if you're in there with somebody crazy, even if you're not crazy, you will become crazy just by living that lifestyle with them. But, um, you know, there's a lot of people that I think passed, and the reason why they might stay is because... You know, if you have an or you have orderlies or whatever, and the, you know, it kind of goes a little into, a little bit into the br police brutality that we're dealing with this this second uh, this day. But we won't go too deep. Yeah. We won't go too deep into that. But you know, if you have like an, uh, a patient that is very difficult, you know what I mean. Uh, and every time you've got to bring him to lunch or whatever, he's headbutting you in the face or biting your cheek off. It's very possible that one day he might have an accident and fall down the stairs so you don't have to deal with it type deal. And then if the family kind of yeah. discarded them and they don't want anything to do with them, or if they don't have family, they're just going to get buried in the basement or something like that. And they're not going to go, you know, tell the authorities, Hey, the, we, we, you know, we, uh, we, we, we didn't really kill this person, but we killed this person. So like, uh, I don't do what you got to do type deal. So I think that there's a lot of, like, mm. spirits with that and bad vibes and stuff like that. But, yeah, and the fact that they, yeah. some people weren't crazy and they just did those weird tests on them to try and figure out, like, it's like some Dr. Mengele stuff. Like, uh, 
crazy. But um, that's cool. He so he, even uh, even back in the day, they, they would they would pull people's teeth out and stuff too, just yeah. to stop them from harming other people. So you know, they're it, it, I don't know. It's just like you said, like I mean, favorite when you said Mangala. And um, yeah. I, I don't know if you want to mention the uh, the documentary that I I mentioned to you oh, before. Oh yeah, you can, you can bring that. Um, up. I'm sorry. Yeah, you can bring that up for sure. Well, so one of the one of the things that my uh, my dad had told me about when I was younger was a documentary called uh, Titty Cut Follies, and it, it is basically just about like um the uh, like how poorly patients are treated in Massachusetts uh, mental health, and uh, it, it was uh, it was the, the documentary was made like kind of like. Uh, like, like almost like sneaky. Like uh, they were told that there was there was like a different kind of thing being made, yeah. and then he made this. Uh, the, the the filmmaker made this documentary that totally just showed you how horrible it was, even to the point where Massachusetts was trying to get it uh, get it like like banned. He did get it banned, but <clears throat> like worldwide, they were trying to pull the like all prints of it and everything. And he didn't. It didn't last. It did finally come out. Um, for the general public, but it's it's still like not easy to find. They want to say it's you have to go to one website to get it. It's like thirty five dollars on DVD, and you know they they release it for like educational purposes, yeah. but it's it's really brutal. And you see like literally floors of like these people that are you know mentally not there, and they're they're naked because it's it's easier than putting clothes on them. And people were getting raped. Um, people were just like going to the bathroom on the floor. It was. So it's brutal, like a whole floor of people, and there's one person to watch them. And uh, that, that that documentary was made while my dad was in nursing school, so it, it's uh, it's really brutal. And I do I do recommend it. It's very depressing, but um, you know, it it, it helped change the way that uh, state institutions are run in Massachusetts. That was part of the thing. But also, that's we're going back into like the the paranormal stuff. Yeah, that's part of the reason why it's so tough for like people to actually get access, like legally, to some of these old hospitals. Is that, that's it's because of that. It's because of that documentary. Like they they really strapped down on like letting people get access to these places. And um, I, I talked to Jay from from Ghost Hunters. Uh, we had him on our show uh, a little while back, and um, he you know he pointed out that it's really tough to get into the ones in Mass, and that's that's part of the reason why. Like he's able to do it in Rhode Island. He's able to do it in all these other states, like in New England, but uh, Massachusetts is just like really really hard, and it's because uh, they don't want to look bad, but. Yeah, whatever. Too late. You already do. You gotta sneak in and then risk getting arrested. <laughs> I uh, yeah. I watched that documentary years ago, and uh, yeah, it is super dark because you see all the pe- the craziness of it. But there, if I remember correctly, there's also like there's also like six patients that they you kind of get introduced to these patients, and like they die like throughout the process of making the documentary. Yep. It's um, yep. it's all like shady doings, you know what I mean? Uh, Ray Booten, have you ever seen that that uh, documentary? I've never seen it. I believe it's what Bridgewater. I, uh, I do, I do have a digital. I have a digital copy of it. Yeah, I can always send it your way if if you want to check it out. I'll check it um, out. It, it, it is brutal though. It was the Bridge- one thing I was yeah. th- one thing I was thinking about is that if you go back to the uh, lobotomies and the shock treatment, they weren't curing people. No. They were simply trying mm. to get them to a state where they weren't a problem anymore. And who knows mm. what that did to the brain and that did to the person on the inside. Because mm. it wasn't like, oh, you're cured now. No, they were numb. It couldn't cause trouble, and that's all they wanted at that time. And that sort of trauma mm. is going to linger in a place. 
Yeah, that's yeah. A, yeah I mean, even though they, they, if they're even if their outer appearance is shut off and they don't have emotion or they just sit there, like who, who's who's to say what's actually going on in their, in their head? You know what I mean? Right. It could be an elevated state. Maybe they were brought to a, a different place. Now that that documentary was based out of Bridgewater State Hospital, right? If I remember correctly, yep. yeah, it was yeah, Bridgewater. Yeah, and Bridgewater it has it. You know, it has like the Bridgewater Triangle. I don't know if you're familiar with that, Kevin. That's uh, uh, uh no, not really. Oh my goodness, the Bridgewater Triangle is. Um, we're doing a movie on it. That's how incredible it is. But it's a, a place up by me, and it's this big, you know, triangular shape of land that has a bunch of different towns in it, and. You know, back in the day, the Native Americans would call it like uh, the, the you know the, the the place where spirits dwell, and they wouldn't go hunting there after dark. And um, you know, it's connected to Freetown State Forest, which has a lot of crazy stories and satanic rituals that happen and stuff like that. It's just kind of uh, a bad vibe. It just gives off a bad vibe. But yeah, uh, but with that hospital. I don't exactly know where the Bridgewater State Hospital is located, but of course it's in Bridgewater, so I assume that uh, it's it's carrying. I the think curse. I think it's been torn down. I I, oh, yeah. I think um, it, it was shut down like um, I don't I don't know if it was like in the seventies or eighties, um, but and I I want to say it's been torn down, just like most of Worcester State Hospital has gone too. Yeah, um, which is sad because they were really really nice buildings, um, except for the fact that you know. You'd walk in there and there's people head on the wall. Like it, it, when I was a kid too, I used to have to, you know, my dad would take me with him to go get his, uh, his paycheck. Yeah. And, um, he would walk me through the hospital and it was like, it was an experience for sure. Like, I mean, it also too, like he also wanted, wanted me to see like they're not bad people. Like they're just, you know, they have a problem. Like mm-hmm. it's, so I, I mean, my dad really, we, he was, he's really cool. So, yeah. you know, it's, it's good that, uh, he exposed me to that stuff and he, you know, he, like I, you know, like I was saying, he sparked the interest for sure. Yeah, he sounds like a good guy. I think it was Reagan era. Yeah. Because I always heard a story about um, Reagan pe- passed some bill that closed down a lot of hospitals and, like, a, a lot of, like, the, the homeless problem that, you know, when you see the crazy people on the streets, you know, oh, that, yeah, yeah. that's where they came yeah. from is the hospitals closed down and just released everybody into the streets type deal. Do you remember that era, Ray? Yeah. What? Do you remember the era of, of, of President Reagan, the actor turned president? I remember him. I don't remember anything about closing the hospitals. You don't remember that? I could be wrong. I heard that though. That you know. So we'll, we'll take we'll we'll take that for what it is. Um, but yeah, the the hospital situation that's tough. You know what I mean? Um, I know that the one in the Hanson Mental Hospital that. That I went to, that one was shut down too, and it, that was another one of those weird situations where, I guess everybody just showed up one day and the doors were locked and they were like, "You're not going in." So when, when we like when we went into it, um, there was everything was still well, it was tore up because you know teenagers and there were some homeless people living in the basement throughout the years, but like teenagers would go in there and party and stuff like that, and. Um, so it was tore up, but there was still paperwork everywhere, and you know they still had the big machines, and you know all ty- like there, there was a bunch of stuff there. There was like old wives' tale about how there was jars of brains in there and stuff, which we never seen anything like that. And I always considered that to be probably, you know, false because a little, little too far fetched, um, a little too Doctor yeah. Frankenstein-y. But um, 
Ray, have you ever <laughs> you ever ventured into any mental hospitals in your day? Uh, nope. Uh, a hospital, regular hospital, uh, nursing home. You know the nursing. There was yeah. uh, one, and actually it was the same one. It was a hospital that was haunted, and then about thirty years later, um, it became a nursing home, and I worked there for a while. But one thing occurred to me when we were talking about the treatment that they give them, and this would also lend to why it might be haunted is that they did recent research and it's what they seem to find out and this is with Alzheimer's patients is they, excuse me, they don't remember a fact but by studying them they think that they hold, they remember and hold on to the emotion so long after the fact is over with they're still feeling the emotion and part of the confusion is they don't know where that emotion is coming from so if these people were brutally treated brutally in there, uh, what happens is all these emotions come up. And if now they're numb and can't do anything, you've got all these rampant emotions in a person who doesn't understand it. And if they pass there, that is perfect uh, breeding ground for a haunting. Yeah, I mean, mm. the emotions, you know, high emotions is what keep, you know, what stays, lingers after, you know, the physical's gone. Um yeah, yeah, it's interesting. It's interesting stuff. Um, I know the hosp- yeah. the hospital over by me was uh, t- had TB. It was a TB hospital, tuberculosis. So, um, you know, I remember it had like a kids ward in it and everything, and we walked through that, and it was just like it was scary. You know, it was it was just being in a being in. An old hospital always has that creep factor feel to it. You know what I mean? So, yeah, even even being in a newer hospital still has that creep feeling because it's you know like I, I, I've worked in hospitals in the past and so just being in the room like I've been in the room where someone dies like right there and it's like I'm the last person they saw alive. So I'm like that's that's unfortunate. You know? Yeah. Um, I don't know. I was, I was there to change the linens and then all of a sudden it's like, hey, the doctors are running in this person flatlined or something. I'm like, whoa. Like, okay. But, uh, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, Ray was worked in a hospital for a little bit. Well, the uh, the first time was that it was the same hospital. But mm-hmm. um, once when I was young, I worked third shift security there. And uh, mm-hmm. it was a hospital that specialized. It was a woman's hospital in birth. And part of third shift was to go around and check everything, which included in the basement. And check and make sure that's where they had the drug room where they kept all the medications, which happened to be right next to the morgue, uh, where they would send the bodies down. And the people were getting creeped out even then. Thirty years later, I went back when I was mm-hmm. a nursing home and worked there. And when I go in there, I find out that the people are still creeped out and saying that the bottom, the bottom floor is haunted. So the spirits never mm-hmm. left. They stayed there from the hospital time over the course of 30 years and we're still haunting it. They're waiting hmm. for you, Ray. They wanted you to come back. Well, the first, you get a lot of trauma, particularly when uh, someone, let's say, loses a baby or they die in childbirth. Yeah. And then later on, as a nursing home, it had a hospice unit, mm-hmm. which at times I, uh, I worked in. So you had death going, continuing to go on there in a hospice unit. So that's kind of a... Yeah, that's another breeding ground for for something to happen. 
There's a lot of fear hmm. with death, too. So you think that fear is what kind of keeps people back in, in a hospital situation? I know, you know, in a murder situation where it's your, your life's kind of cut too short type deal. I guess even when you die in a hospital, your life could be cut too short as well. But do you think it, that something about that fear would keep them back? I think so. They're trying to hold on to life. They're, they fear death. And they, they're stuck there. They're stuck in between. Yeah. So, Kevin, you said when you were younger, uh, did you, you said you had some experiences that kind of made you believe, or was it just like the stuff your dad was telling you? Oh, no, I, I had a couple. Uh, I, I grew up in, in Worcester in, like, an old three-decker. There's a lot of, like, old three-deckers that are, like, you know, over 100 years old. Mm -hmm. And, um, I, you know, myself and my sister, one of my sisters also had experiences as well, like, where we, we could have sworn we, we saw somebody. Like in the house, like um, it was someone like, like from a, a you know a long time ago, like the way that they were dressed and everything like that. Like I would stay up late at night and watch, you know, sneakily watch like TV, and then like I would I would feel like my mom was standing there, um, like to, to be like go to bed, and I would turn and look, and there would be someone standing there, but it wouldn't be my mom. Oh, and um, you know that was that. And then <laughs> there was one time too, like I I came home, like I was I was home by myself, and like. I heard like a big noise and there was no, like my sisters weren't home. My parents weren't home because they, they were the shifts that they worked. I was the first one home and I opened up my bedroom door and like, there was just a bunch of like stuff, like just piled in front of my bedroom door. And there was, there was no one in the house, you know? So it was stuff like that. Um, I don't know. I mean, just little, little things like that, that, that really kind of made me question what was going on. And you know, at the same time too, I was a kid. So I didn't know if it was an overactive imagination, if my sisters were messing with me or, you know, what it was, cause I'm, I'm the youngest. Yeah. Um, you know, but then talking to my sister, like later in life, um, she had experiences like seeing that, that, that woman as well, um, back in the day, you know? So, so, so it was a woman that, that, that figure was a woman. Yeah, it was a woman. Did you did you ever um, ask around or, or do any investigating to figure out like what you think who she was or why she was there? No, I mean to be honest, I, I never, like I, I kind of stopped thinking of it. Um, you know, it, it comes up from time to time, and it's more of a it, it was it was more of a um, I was almost embarrassed to tell people about it mm. because I was afraid that they were going to think I was crazy. You know, and then my dad would tell me things. He didn't tell me that he experienced anything at the house, but. Um, and my dad would tell me things and it made me feel a little more comfortable about it. And then even still, like I would tell some people and then they would make fun of me. Like there would be, when we're talking face to face, they're like, Oh yeah, totally. And when I was a kid, I had this, I had this, whatever. Then the second someone else comes around, they're, they're, you know, they're ragging on me about it. Um, so it was, I was always kind of, you know, embarrassed of it. And then, um, and, and to be honest with you, it was, it was ghost hunters that got me more comfortable with it. Um, and I, and I told you that, like, out of all the paranormal shows, like, the Ghost Hunters was the first one that I got into, and mm -hmm. they made me feel a little bit more not crazy, you know? Yeah. Um, like, all right, there's other people out there that have these experiences that are questioning things. And that's what, I'm not saying it was definitely that. I'm just saying it was a weird experience. It was a paranormal experience. So, like, um, yeah, I just don't know what it was. I mean, I don't know. I mean, I can't I can't go back to that house because uh, we, we, we literally moved out of there when I was in high school, and that was a long time ago. So, um but, uh, but yeah, I mean, since then, uh, periodically, you know, every once in a while, I would, I would try to find a group to join. Mm -hmm. um, and it's really tough to find someone that uh, 
will allow you to, to join their group. Um, it's a lot of like, you know, there's some that are, you know, that are out there to make money. Like they charge you fees. They charge you like even to apply to be part of their group. They charge. And it's, you know, th- those are the people that I would be really, really like weary of. Yeah. I mean, I guess it's, you know, you're more weeding out the people that are serious about it. But at the same time too, where is that money going? You know, is there going to be actually any investigations that are even happening? You know, so it gets to the point where um, I, I was talking to, to Jay and Steve uh, from Ghost Hunters, and I was like, I've been trying to find a team for, like, ever. I even went to classes at their headquarters and everything, and, like, um, trying to find a team forever, and, like, just start your own. Like, that's that's the way to do it. Just start your own. Just get some like-minded friends and start your own. So I did. Um, me, uh, my friend Mark, uh, my friend Jeff, and... Uh, my wife actually would come along to, to some of the investigations. We started a, a small group, um, and it, before it even started as a group, we um, we would all separately go do different things. You know, like uh, me and my wife would, would plan our vacations around uh, haunted locations. So, like, we would look for a haunted bed and breakfast, and we would like uh, we would go out to like New Hampshire to like this old bed and breakfast, and we'd rent it out like midweek. Mm. So midweek, there's no one there. So we would get free run of the whole place for like two days, you know, two or three days. And um, they're like, yeah, whatever room you want to go into, just let us know. We'll give you the key. And um, you know, we were able to do that. And then uh, we went to uh, St. Augustine, Florida, which is, uh, it, from, what I'm, from what I understand, it's like the oldest settled town in America. It was settled before America was America. Mm. And it was like a port for pirates. And um, there's a lot of, like a lot of like history there. And, like roads, like paved in seashells and stuff. And, um, we, we went up there and we actually, me and my friend Jeff spent the night in the prison there. Um, and, uh, in death row. And, uh, there was uh, a couple other people that were there with us that, you know, from another part of the, of the country. And they were completely freaked out because of what was happening while we were there. And, um, I, we calmed them down a bit. Like we were extremely chill with it because we had, we'd seen a few things or experienced a few things. And like, yeah, we, we understand this. There's, there's a, another explanation that something could be happening, but it's, you know, pretty convenient that it's doing it when we're asking it to do it kind of deal. And, um, but we, we calmed them down a bit and, um, you know, they, they stayed the whole time with us and they were happy, you know, cause they got to experience some stuff and like not get so freaked out, like hanging out in death row, you know, but, um, that was, it was a really good time. And then when we got the group together, we would start doing, um, we actually did some private residence and stuff like that, uh, from time to time. Um, those were not nearly as, um, eventful as, uh, some of the other places that we would like rent out and go, you know, go check out like legendary places that we'd go check out, you know? Did you ever do the Lizzie Borden house? No, we haven't. We were going to, yeah. like we were, we were actually planning on doing like an event there. Um, and just like, you know, having people like, you know, kind of basically just all chip in to rent the, the place out. And, um, it never, it, it just never happened. Um, we, uh, we did Iron Island Museum up in Buffalo. Um, we did, uh, there's one up in North Adams. Um, it's a Masonic Lodge, the Houghton Mansion. Uh, we went up there a couple times. Like we would rent it out like on Easter weekend when, you know, no one else would be there. And we would stay the, the weekend and, uh, we got some cool stuff there. Like, um, there's actually some, there's, there's one bit of evidence that we were the second, uh, people to get the, this evidence. The first one, first group to get the evidence was, uh, was actually, uh, the guys from Ghost Adventures, but I don't like that show. So I don't want to talk about them too much. But, um, yeah, we got a, um, 
uh, it's kind of like a shadow figure crossing a hallway, Ooh. um, uh, in that, in that, uh, location. And, um, Iron Island Museum, we got some cool stuff as well. And then, again, like you had said before, Matt, like nothing was visible when we were there, but it was all after the fact. And then we, we tried a couple other little, you know, we, we, it's, t- it's tough because like all the tools that, that you use, that like, you try to use to get some kind of, you know, reading or whatever, they're all used for other things as well. So it's, mm. you know, it's, it's like, okay, well, is it this or is it, you know, bad wiring? You know, what, what, what's the situation, you know? Yeah. So it's, it's always tough, like, when you, when you, when you have those kind of things. So someone can, if someone can explain it away, you can't really say that it's proof, you know? Mm-hmm. And that's the thing is most things are explainable in some way. Yeah. That's my take on, you know, paranormal is like if you're looking for it, it isn't going to show itself to you. But like when you put you let your guard down, like that's when things happen. And, you know, if, if you're not right. even expecting it entirely, um, that's when it goes down. Um, I'll, I want to jump real quick back to the, uh, in the house and, and dealing with like the, you know, uh, almost, you know, getting to the hard times. I think people only give hard times because it scares them. You know what I mean? And they're like. They, they don't want to admit to being scared. Um, but right. that, that was cool that your dad talked to you about the ghosts because I know, like, um, a lot of people I'll talk to when, when they talk about if their parents ever talk to them about the ghost, it's after they've moved out of that house and it's a whole different story because they don't want to, you know, frighten their kids, you know what I mean? Um, yeah. But, yeah. So uh, when you were in the the, the prison, did you uh, you get anything crazy in there? Anything weird? Um, the only thing, and again, this is you know you got to think we're in Florida; it's extremely humid. Mm-hmm. Um, but we, we did the whole like flashlight thing, yeah. uh, where we would um, put a, like so we're we're in death row, um, and it's an old prison. It's, it was a like I said before; it's like it, it, it was a port for pirates. So like, there's no windows; there's like, just slits in the wall where you can look out. Yeah. So. Death row there, when you look out the, the little, like, you know, cubby or whatever it is, um, your only, like, visual, the only thing you can see is the gallows. So you're in death row, and the only thing you can see is what's going to be the end of you. Um, other than, you know, you know, the, the, the gate or whatever, you know? So, um, we, we, uh, we were in that, in the death area with, um, my friend Jeff and these other, uh, this guy and girl. And we set up flashlights, uh, one on, uh, the cot and one on the, on the, the sill, uh, looking out to the, um, to the gallows. And, you know, we're asking it to turn itself on, whatever, blah, blah, blah. And it was doing nothing. And then we, um, we had asked, um, I, I said, like, I think you're innocent. Well, you know, whatever. I think it's really messed up that you're, you know, they keep you in here. And the only thing you can look at is the thing that's going to kill you. And, um, when I was doing that and like saying that they're, that they should be freed and all this other stuff, like that's when it started to turn itself on and turn itself off. And then we, we started, we, we had it going for probably a good, like 30, 40 minutes. Um, and the, the other people that were there were really freaking out. Like they were, they were not in a good way. Yeah. And, um, but yeah, me and me and my friend Jeff were just like, Oh, that's, that's cool. I'm like, you know, but it could have been anything else. It could have been like the humidity, like messing with it, you know, but it's, the, the thing is too, is it's, it was doing it when I was asking it to do it. Like, all right, well, can you turn it off then? And then we just turn itself off. Um, and, uh, and you know, the, 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 the guy was like, this is a trick. This is a trick, uh, you know, whatever. And like, I literally, I went to the Walmart right before we went there and bought two like little small mag lights. And I had the receipt in my pocket. I'm like, I just went and bought these just now, like right before we got here. Yeah. And, um, 
you know, so, but even still, you know, like he, he was, he was really stressed out, but we were able to calm him down a bit. And, um, you know, it, stuff like that. And it's, it's funny too. Like they're flipping out being like, Oh my God, this is amazing. And me and my friend Jeff are like, I wish something else would happen. Like yeah. or something different would happen. I want to see a shadow move or something. Like we, we weren't even like, we weren't really impressed with it. It was, it was kind of, I don't know, but it was still fun, right? you know, and it's, and it's interesting, but you know, if it can be explained, like I said, you know, it's, it's, it, it's tough, you know, and, you know, humidity does play play it play a role in electronics, so it, it is a possibility. You know. Yeah, I I feel like you guys probably did. There was probably I feel like there was some interaction there because uh, you know you get these prisons that are old as dirt, and um, looking at the gallows is enough to make you insane and depressed. All these right. bad emotions that we talked about, and. Um, you know, me and Ray talked about this a couple episodes. It's like the uh, pirates were like, they're almost like uh, male witches of their day where if you just were, if you were that part, if you played that part, you were like, you were condemned, you know what I mean? Even if they didn't do anything, there could have been a lot of, you know, wrongfully accused type situations, which leads to even more of these dark failings that'll linger around. Yeah. You know? It's a, it's a really cool spot. I mean, uh, Saint Augustine definitely would would go back. Um, and also, the uh, we went to the lighthouse there. We didn't see anything at the lighthouse, but um, uh, the grounds outside the lighthouse was very creepy. But it was it was more just a creepy vibe because it had like the trees are like, they look like it, like they're almost like taking over the building. Yeah. Um, it was just really really cool looking. It's a good spot for like a like a horror movie. But um, that's the, uh, the 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 lighthouse. If you're a fan of, of Ghost Hunters. There's an episode where they go to a lighthouse and they're they're walking up the lighthouse and it looks like someone's peeking over the top of the railing yeah. and there's no one up there with them. They run up. It, it was that lighthouse that we went to. We went like during the day though and we walked up the the whole way and it was abysmal because it was so hot. And then we got up top and it was just all bees, so we had to like run down because we were going to get stung. But um, but yeah, it, it was a really cool spot though. Like I, I definitely recommend it. There's a ton of like just cool history out there, um, and it's just it's just really neat. It's like. It's like around here, but older, you know. Yeah. And um, yeah, it, it's it's really neat. That was, that was definitely one of the more fun ones. Uh, Iron Island Museum up in Buffalo. That was a good time too. A bunch of us ended up getting wicked sick afterwards. Mm. Like the guy who uh, was running the place, like was sick, and he was. We found out afterwards, like he had opened up, like we had like a, a jar of like nuts. He opened them up and was just eating them. Like and oh. he was wicked sick, and he got us all wicked sick. But um. We got, we got some uh, some cool stuff there. We, that's the first time we ever messed with uh, divining uh, yeah divining rods. Uh, we never messed with those before, and that was interesting uh, as well. I don't know if you, have you guys ever messed with those at all. I haven't personally. Ray, have you? Uh, yes, I have. I've used them. Uh, you can actually use them to detect whether a person's chakras are blocked or not by the way that they move in the energy oh, yeah? that the energy in the, the body gives off. Huh. So, so the the one thing that um, that we did, and this was really cool. Like, I, that, this was like probably like the coolest thing to me uh, from that trip. Besides, like, we had a couple EVPs that were really good. But um, we, uh, so we, you know, we, we kind of hit a lull in the night. And uh, the guy that was running, he's like, "Hey, you guys ever use the uh, divine rods?" And we're like, "No." He's like, "Let me show you how to use them." And he's like showing us how to use them, like how to reset them and all this other stuff. He's like, no, you guys have been using each other's names all night, right? And I'm like, yeah. He's like, all right, I want you guys to just scatter around the room. And he gave them to my friend Mark. And um, he's like, all right, Mark, now close your eyes. He's like, and we scatter around the room after he closed his eyes. And um, he's like, no, start asking it to point out people in the room. So keep in mind, Mark's eyes were closed. We had, we had moved around, you know, 
he didn't know where we were. And he's like, all right, show me, like, point out where Kevin is. And like the, the rods would move and stop on me. Mm. Um, he would ask her where my wife was. She was on the other side of the room. Same deal. Same thing with Jeff. And then he's like, no, ask her for a hug. And it, it would cross, they, the, the, the rods cross and touch, they, touch their shoulders. Um, because it was a kid. In that, in that Iron Museum, there's a kid. Um, that, that supposedly, they, it was a, um, it was a church. Uh, it was a schoolhouse, then a church, and then a museum. And um, I, I, I think uh, there was an accident at the church when it was a church that uh, a kid had died, mm. and supposedly it's, it's him that's there. Um, so we, you know, brought toys and everything too. But we got a couple of uh, EVPs there as well. Uh, we put a um, a voice recorder on top of the the actual like um, it's like a mantle, like from when it was a church. I, don't, I forget what it's called because I'm not religious, but um. Uh, and you know we would slept it there, and we had we have like a DVR system with like the infrared cameras and everything, and um so we had the whole place covered. And during the time that we got this EVP, there was no one there, like there was nobody by that, and it literally sounds like someone is is like touching the the voice recorder against their mouth, uh, and just like going like blah, 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 like just doing that. Yeah. Um, and we get that, and we got a couple of, like really weird like there was a, a um an old um, stained glass window that they had taken out when it was uh, revamped from a, a church. And it was leaning up against the wall. And it was giving off, uh, it was like setting off our, our meters. It was just a, a stained glass window. Mm. And it was setting off our, our K2 meters, everything. Like everything that we went near by, we, we couldn't go anywhere near because it, it was just like going off. Um, we didn't get anything other than that from there, but um, it was still pretty pretty fun. Ray, isn't there something to do with like the smooth... Uh... Of of glass like the glass in a glass window like the energy bounces off of it or something like that. Uh, I'm not sure. I I know more about mirrors than just just a plain glass window. Hmm. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. If, I, I was thinking that like maybe something with the because if it's an older one, mm-hmm. they I mean I, they probably use lead to put the stained glass together. So I'm like I don't know if there's something in that. Uh, I don't know. Like I we're looking to see if there was any outlets around there, but there was nothing. Yeah. Well, if you're talking about the old stained glass windows where they used a lot of uh, the colors that they mixed mm-hmm. came straight, mm. straight out straight out of the earth. They used different minerals and they used different things that way uh, to get mm. the colors and the lead to kind of hold the paints together. And there's a good chance that that would draw energy. True. Yeah. Yeah, I wonder how... But, uh, yeah, and it was a pretty cool spot. It was a cool spot, though. It was, it's a long drive. Um and uh, it, I want to say it was like it was over six hours, um, but uh, it was it was good. It was it was over six hours, and I drove the whole way there and the whole way back because I can't sleep in a car. Mm. And within like ten minutes of us leaving, everyone was asleep in the car with me. So <laughs> like six hours by myself, basically, with just people snoring in the back seat. So yeah, it was a good time. I remember when I went in that mental hospital. When we got out, if we were in there for like, it felt like we were in there for very little time, but it turned out we were there for multiple hours. And uh, when we got mm. out, I find when I got out, that was like the best night's sleep I ever had in my life. I don't know what the story was with oh, that. Yeah. And to go back to your whisper thing, you know, when I was in that hospital, um, I have a story that I tell that I, I I'm, I'm hesitant to tell because it sounds so fake. And I'll tell it right here because I don't think I've ever told it on the show. But um, so we when we broke, we had you know don't tell the police, but we had to break into this place. And um, we had to pull back some plywood, and we, we, we crawled into 
um, a lower half of it. So, you know, the, it was a window, and it was about, from standing on the inside, it was about chest high, and um, I'm a big guy, so the whole deal was like, when we were leaving, I remember uh, I turned, me and my buddy were at this window, and it was a long haul, and um, I, he, we turned the camera off, and he handed me the camera, and at, when we were both looking at our hands... We heard this um, this sound that was like a, and um, it it I remember like looking uh, looking to like my left, and there was plaster falling from the sky uh, from the from the ceiling like in chunks, almost like and it was coming towards me, almost like something above was like, slamming its feet down and like making the plaster fall. And all I remember is I seen that, and I looked at the looked over to my the window, and I seen my buddy's feet skittering out the window. And at that moment, I heard three whispers like behind my head, and it sounded like what you said with the, and it was like different voices over themselves. There was like a, there was a man's <clears throat> voice, a woman's voice, and I don't know what the third's voice was, but I remember like hearing that and just being like, all right, it's go time. And um, it was high, so I couldn't jump out. So I remember I went to the uh, the other side of the hall to go get a chair. And when I got that chair, the legs were bent on it, which was crazy. So I had to actually go down the side of the hallway where the plaster was falling. And the most scared I've ever been in my life was was going down that side of the hall, bring the chair with me to that, that window, and... You know, going down the hall was horrifying, and I remember the moment that I had half my body inside and half my body outside, I was, like, scared to fucking death. Like, I, horrified. Yeah. yeah. But the voices is a weird thing. Um, we've talked about on the show before, I've heard, like, voices. You ever hear your name? You ever just be in your, you know, be in a store or be, you know, at your house and some, you just hear your name randomly and kind of look around? Um, I mean, I think at a store, I mean, I always just assume it's someone calling for someone else, but, um, I, I mean, I never really kind of thought of it being someone else calling for me, you know, but yeah, yeah that's something to think about. Yeah. I haven't, I haven't really thought of it. I do an overnight job. I do an overnight job and, um, every now and then, like if there's nobody, there's nobody there, it's like me and three other people. And I know it's not them. And every now and then I'll hear my name from like a distance, like across the store, like not a scream. But just like, mm-hmm. like a cut, like regular volume. But like, there's it's weird because like it couldn't, it would have to be close, somewhat close for me to hear it at that volume. But it's definitely like not type deal. Um, mm. it's, yeah, there's a lot of weird, weird stuff. But yeah, that church thing's interesting. I wonder what happened with that with the little kid that was there. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not sure. I mean, I'm sure it's probably easy enough to find because it's like that's pretty much what they do now. Like it's you know it's. It's a museum, but then they also, at nighttime, um, you know, people can, can rent it out. Um, you know, and it's money just goes to the museum itself. But, and that, that actually, that place was on Ghost Hunters as well. Mm-hmm. Um, there was, uh, that's, in that episode, Grant was kind of like half up in the attic and half on a ladder. Mm-hmm. And he almost fell off the ladder because it looked like something was charging after him. Yeah, uh, we didn't get anything like that. Um, we just, but we did get, um, like I said, the, the EVPs and like the, the weird thing with the divining rods and stuff like that, which was pretty cool. 
you know, but at the same time too, I mean, since then, like my friend Mark went out and bought some divining rods, like some nice ones. And then it's just like, okay, but you know, if you're really looking at his hands, you can see his hands move. And it's yeah. just like, are, are you doing it? Like, he's like, I'm, I'm not meaning to if I am like, so it's like, all right, you know, it's, it's something where, um, again, it kind of goes into the whole, like, we just basically would use the tools that we have to just like hopefully track down something that's, um, you know, activity that we can get something else with, you know, like K2 meters and, you know, EM pumps and, you know, stuff like that. You know, at the end of the day, it's still like your, the best thing is your ears and, and like a voice recorder, you know? Yeah, I agree with the voice recorder a lot because it picks up on that stuff, it, the different frequencies and energies that are floating around. Yeah. Those rods are something else, though. Like, it's, I, I, I that's perfect proof to me. I mean, there's skeptics out there that'll, kind of, you know, say the sun's not hot, you know what I mean? So you can't really, certain people yeah. are just going to be determined not to believe, but I feel like that, something like that where nobody's looking and it moves itself into the direction is kind of, you know, yeah. dead on. We, we actually, um, so, yeah, when, when we started the group, um, we actually, the, it's it's weird, like it's a roundabout way how the door getting started. Mm-hmm. Um, we we actually were at a paranormal uh, paranormal uh, convention in Mass, and um, we had a booth, and uh, you know met a lot of really cool people, and we had the um, the the evidence that we got from um, the Houghton Mansion with the, the the shadow figure moving across the hallway. We had that just playing on a loop, yeah. and like all the all these different um, like groups would come to the table and look at it and a bunch of them were like, all right, let me see this footage. I want to, I'll tell you exactly what it is right now. Like they, they, it was like their purpose was yeah. to debunk it, you know? Yeah. Um, because we were like the new guys, you know, and no one could, I mean, don't get me wrong. I'm, there may be a reason there, there may be something else. I'm not, I'm, I'm like, if you can, if you can do it, it's awesome. I'm like, that's the thing. We just don't know what it is, you know? And, um, none of them could, but so we, we were just joking around the whole time we were there. And, um, there was a, another radio station called DTM Wicked Radio, and um, they actually offered us a show. Hmm. And my friend Mark is a very busy guy, and he can't do it. Like, he couldn't do it. So that's when um, I reached out to Leo, and we started doing another show. But Leo was not his, not into the paranormal stuff, so that's when we started the dorkening. And it was on DTM Wicked Radio, and then we just grew from there. So it's um, it's all, like, it's all kind of tied together. You know, it's weird. Have you ever dealt with a Ouija board? I haven't. Um, I don't know if I want to, but uh, I, I uh, from time to time I think eh, maybe I'll give it a I'll give it a try. You yeah. know, yeah. Um, I don't even know where to find them. I mean, I mean, I guess you can probably find them at horror conventions, right? You can go to Walmart and buy them. We we talk about Ouija boards. Really? Like, yeah, we talk about Ouija boards a lot on the show because it's like, like I, I'm I'm with you. Where like I've heard too many horror stories about them that I don't want to get into it. Um, it, you know, me and Ray have talked about how you're opening up a portal and, you know, whatever wants to come through can come through. And, you know, I don't want to, I don't want to get down with that, but yeah, you can go to pretty much any toy store in, in the board game section and get a Ouija huh. board. Yeah. It's crazy. It's kind of like one of those. If I was to, if I was to do it, I would want to go, I would want to go all out and get like a really, really cool one, like a, like a wooden one that's like etched and all this other stuff. I would have to do it up. So I was going to do it. That's how you get the classy ghost to come along. You gotta get exactly. the nice boards. Yeah. The ghosts that are like wear monocles and have their pinkies up the whole time, like the fancy ghosts. I had a um, when I was younger. The, the story that creeped me out and kept me away from Ouija boards is um, I had an uncle that 
had one, and him and his girlfriend were using it. It started answering uh, questions and like you think ways they did, answers they didn't want to hear. So what they did is they put it in the fireplace, and they tried burning it. And they said that it took forever to burn, and when it burned, it had made like a hissing sound. And I think our last guest, or the guest two two weeks ago, our guest that was on was talking about a situation he had with the Ouija board, and they tried to burn it, and he said it wouldn't burn, and it made a noise. So, like, that gave me the goosebumps when I heard that. I was like, fuck. Yeah. But, um... Yeah, yeah the, I, I, think, I think I'm all set. <laughs> yeah, the Ouija board's weird, and, it, you know... You take a situation where if you were to take a demon force or a very evil entity, if you will, and, you know, who would it go after? It would go after, you know, children or like, you know, Mm -hmm. they say children elderly are the most, you know, easily attacked by it. But that's weird. I've always found that weird that that stuff's in children's stores, you know what I mean? Because, you know, it's almost Mm -hmm. like a dark art thing if, if... you know, like an evil, like the evil empire, you know what I mean? Like they're putting that in the stores to kind of do bad things. Um, yeah. 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 Ouija board. The Illuminati. Thing. The Illuminati is in the potty. Exactly. You, uh, yeah. big trouble. Yeah, the ones putting them out. Freaking Illuminati. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the, um, yeah, it's craziness. But, um, yeah. So, um, you got any? Were there any other investigations that you, you know, what what, what was the first investigation you guys ever did, and in, in, in where you witnessed something? Do you remember? Um, well, as a as a group, yeah. um, you know, as an actual team, because we we did it all like here and there, mm-hmm. um, separately um, before we started a team. Um, but as a team, uh, the first one we did just as like an outing. Um, is was probably the Houghton Mansion up in North Adams the first time. We we went up there a couple times, um, and we didn't really get anything the first time. Um, s- second time is when we got the um, you know we'd upgraded our, our gear and we got uh, a DVR. So it was an area of the mansion that there was no one in. Yeah. Um, we, it was like a hallway, and that's where we got the 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 the, uh, the shadow moving across the hallway. And also too, uh, there's a basement that. The house had burned down at one point and then was rebuilt on the same foundation. And, um, the, the, the way, like, the whole Houghton Mansion thing was, uh, he was like a, he was like a, the, like a, a mayor or so, you know, or whatever. And, like, he had the first car in the area. Mm. Um, and he, his driver was taking the family for a drive and there was an accident and the daughter got hurt. They came back to the mansion. She ended up dying. And then the wife ended up dying shortly thereafter. And then, Mr. Houghton ended up like killing himself. Um, and because of it, the, uh, the, the butler or the driver or whatever ended up doing the same, you know, and it was, so supposedly there's all this stuff going on and th- there's like, you know, theory, uh, that, you know, the, the spirits in the basement are, are actually pretty friendly up until a certain like time of the night. Really? And at the, a certain time of the night, it gets more malicious. Hmm. And so I wanted to, I wanted to check it out and like, they, they would pull, like, they said it was right around midnight, things start to get a little, like, a little, um, weird, you know, down, yeah. down in the basement. And, um, so I didn't, we didn't have, uh, one, one thing, if you're, if you're gonna do it, um, don't have your cell phone on you, uh, you know, or don't, uh, if you, if you have it on you, leave it on airplane mode, because it, it will shut off, um, all your meters. Mm-hmm. Um, the, the, the cell signal will shut everything off. But, um, so we didn't even have any of that on it. We just, we put it all away. Kind of deal. And I was in the basement by myself. I just decided I wanted to spend some time down there by myself. So I was down there in the pitch dark 
whatever, everything was fine. And then at one point, it just, it felt like, like I had people looking over my shoulder, like, like right in my face. Yeah. And it was really just freaky. It was really freaking me out. Like just mentally, I, I couldn't see anything. I just felt like there was people there yeah. and it, it really just got me going. And I, and I, I was like, I gotta get the hell out of here. And I just, I ran up the stairs and then, um, I was like, oh, what's going on? Like, I just, I got really creepy. And, it, and then they, this guy pulled out his phone and it, and it was midnight. It was like right at midnight where everything just got really weird down there. It was, it was strange. Um, we didn't really get anything else there, um, other than, than that. And again, it was one of those situations where, uh, it was more of a reviewing things after the fact, you know, that, uh, and we didn't know that the, the, the shadow figure happened until a couple of days after we were there, you know? I wonder if when they brought so, that daughter I mean, back, if they brought her into the basement, and that's where she died. And I think I've heard that story before. Didn't the, I don't know. the father killed himself, right? And then, you, then the yeah, yeah, and then the, and then the um, I'm, I'm trying to think of the. I think the servant's name was like Whittles. I think his last name was Whittles or something like that. And um, and he uh, we we would uh, he had his own like quarters upstairs, and we would we would hang out in there as well. And just, you know, we're, we're not like, um, the one thing that we we were never a big fan of is like, like provoking. Yeah. Um, that's probably part of the reason why I don't like that show ghost adventures is because that guy, I don't know. He just, it's be respectful, whatever. Right. Um, but, uh, yeah, but it, I, I don't know. I mean, we, we try to get stuff out of there and you know, it, it was a good time and it's a, it's a fun building. It's a, it's a giant mansion, the Masonic lodge that you have free reign in and like the, the stuff there that's like stupid old. Like you could just go into a closet on the, on the second floor and it's like newspaper clippings from like the early, you know, like when they first started having newspapers in that area or something, you know, it was like crazy old stuff. Mm. It's uh, it was, it was, it was, it was pretty neat. Um, but yeah, it, it we did, uh, like I said, we, we did a couple of, um, private residents and none of those, we got nothing from any of those. Um, and the thing that stinks with that is, um, they're expecting something, you know, if they, if they're to the point where they're contacting a paranormal group mm. and, um, they want you to come investigate their house, they want answers, you know? So, you know, we would be like, then we, we also had somewhere it's like, okay, we're going to, we, we're, we're going to this house out in like Sturbridge. We go out to Sturbridge and then an hour into it, the family decides they want to come home and drink. And like, you know, it's, there's people getting drunk in the living room as we're trying to do an investigation up on the second floor. You know, it's like, all right, this, uh, this isn't going to work, you know? Uh, so yeah, stuff like that. Kind of a pain in the butt, but whatever. They're haunted. That might be part of the reason why they don't do it as much. Yeah. They're haunted by the spirit of alcoholism over there. It sounds like. Yeah, yeah, exactly. The spirit. I get a question for you since I know I always hear a lot of things about basement activity. Do you think the, the, that, you know, that is because maybe the spirits like, when you have different floors to your house, it's it's just it's just wood that they you know that they would go down to floor level, ground level. Ray, that's for you too. What do you both think about that? Like the reason why there's so much basement activity is because they would just go down. I mean, some, some of it, yeah, some of it can be like I mean the the, the one thing too is like if there is like um you know like the, the you know one of the things that you learn like from like some of the the research and some of the shows that I've watched is that like sometimes if there's like bad wiring um and it, if there's like a large electromagnetic field that actually can make you sick you know yeah. like it, it can make you paranoid so i mean that's that's where most of the stuff is, is in the basement but True. i mean but it's also too like we also use an EM pump which 
which generates electromagnet, electromagnetic field um, that helps things to happen. So maybe they're drawn there because that's where they're able to get energy, you know? Um, it's more readily available there. Who knows? Mm, that's a good point. Ray, what's your thoughts? Um, yeah, they'll seek out the energy. The other thing I was thinking about is I'd be curious to check out uh, the geology of the place, what the stones are, or like recently when we were talking about a certain uh, location uh, in Rhode Island, there's a whole section of Rhode Island there that has a lot of quartz, mm. have outcroppings, and there's a lot in there. And when people, this is underneath the dirt in, in certain areas. So I think it might be a combination of things. If you're putting up any sort of an electrical field, they'll be drawn to that. Not only can that field affect you, but the spirits will be drawn to it. But you also, if you're digging into the soil, what are you digging into? I'd like to know what the composition is. Uh, that's below the house because that can contribute to it. Even if it's, uh, you go far enough down, even if it's water flowing, which, uh, can attract. Yeah. Kevin, you said you weren't really like a religious guy. Um, did you guys ever do prayers or anything like that? Like before or after when you were leaving for like protection? Nope. No, we never did. It was just more of a, uh, you know, we, sometimes it would be like, hey, uh, thanks for, you know, giving us your time. Uh, this is where you live. Uh, don't follow me home. Like, we just do something like that. We wouldn't, like, pray or anything like that. Um, yeah, none of us were really, are really religious. I mean, I, I was religious when I was younger, and then, you know, I stopped. And, uh, you know, like, I, I mean, nothing against religion. It's right. just it's not for everybody, yeah. uh, organized religion anyways. I, I say that I'm not religious. It's just I don't practice a religion it's more like I want there to be something more. I want there to be a higher being, but mm-hmm. I just don't know what that is. Um, and I don't need anyone to tell me what it is either. Mm-hmm. I kind of want to figure it out myself. Nice. So, you know, it, yeah, it's more of a, like, okay, I'll, I'll, re, I'll, I'll live my life the way that I feel is morally correct. And then that'll, that'll be that. True. So anybody can ask for. So if you, if you, right. if you were to like, how would you guys handle a situation if you stumbled into something or heard something that, you know, really scared you? Just kind of, you know, be, you know, be be respectful of it and ho- like kind of hope that, you know, there was no issue. And I, yeah, it's a real I mean, question. I'm not, I'm not being, you know, I'm not trying to be funny. Yeah, I mean... No, no, no. I mean, so, so you, you talking about like if there was, uh, if, if we had, uh, an investigation where something really, really bad, like really, really, like terrifying happened. Yeah, like, like I, uh, how would I, how would I deal with it after the fact? Yeah, like we had a guest come on a couple episodes ago that, you know, was where the spirit threatened to kill them and stuff and like, you know, said that they were the devil and all that, you know, all that stuff. And, mm. you know, I guess you would have to believe, you know, in in that aspect of it, um, but if you had, you were to hear something that crazy, uh, what, what, how would you take that? I mean, I wouldn't be like, no, you're not. The devil's not real. <laughs> like, because I don't know. Yeah, like, yeah. I, I mean, I would I would take that for what it is. I mean, I, I would. I mean, I would consider it. I mean, I wouldn't be like they're lying to me. They're, I would be like they're trying to scare the shit out of me, and it's working. You know, like, uh, you know, it's not like I would I would doubt it. Because um, I mean, who knows? Maybe maybe there really is uh, a devil or or whatever. You know. Yeah. Um, 
I mean, I don't know. I mean, I haven't been in this situation, so I don't really know how I would handle it. You know, hopefully I never am. <laughs> no, I hear you. Or maybe, maybe I want to be. Who knows? Yeah. That's when things get interesting. The, yeah. Um, so what's your what's your take on 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 a ghost? What's a ghost to you? What's a ghost to me? Yeah. Um. I mean. I guess a ghost to me would just be trapped energy. I don't know if they're necessarily, I mean, I, I, I'm just going to contradict myself, but um, I don't know if they're necessarily um, intelligent, but at the same time too, I'm then turning around and telling you that I've had situations where they've done what I've asked them to do. Yeah. So I, I mean, it's, I, again, the, the whole reason that we started like really looking into it is because we're, we're curious and um, you know, we're just basically looking for answers kind of deal. And we, we kind of stepped aside from that. But every once in a while, we do throw around the idea of, of going out and doing it again. But um, I, I just, I, in my mind, it's just trapped energy from uh, someone who's passed. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, the, the name of the group was Dead Letter Paranormal. And my, I'm the one who came up with the name. And the, 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 the behind it is like, you know, like a dead letter, like there's a dead letter office for the post office. Yeah. And it's like just undelivered messages. So it's kind of like we want you to be able to tell your undelivered message, like, so that's that's where we came up with the name. So, I mean, I guess that's. I mean, it's a tough one to answer. I don't have like a, mm-hmm. a like I've written down like this is what a ghost is to me. <laughs> yeah. But I just it's just trapped energy that maybe has uh, some unfinished business, you know, or just maybe needs needs uh, to get a message across, or maybe like I said, it's just trapped energy that's just replaying itself over and over again, and we just happen to be there at the right time sometimes. Yeah. What do you think about that, Ray? Uh, I can agree with the residual. I think there's also that there are times that the spirit of the person is trapped there by trauma. Uh, something <clears throat> will keep will keep that person there. It goes back to we've mentioned in the past. Um, if you go over to the Far East and if you go out areas like uh, India and Tibet, where you're talking about reincarnation, if you're attached to the world too much there you're reincarnated and brought back whereas here what we see as a ghost might be that spirit trapped because they would not let go of an event or a person or a place in this world and they have to be moved on they have to have someone intercede and someone let them know that they can be that they can move on and they can keep going but there's definite definitely residual where an energy loop is going and you can uh, see it, you can experience it, but you tend not to have interaction with that because it is just a residual there of the energy of the event. Mm-hmm. Yes, sir. The um, When was the last time you got, uh, you did a uh, investigation? How long you guys been, you been out? Um, it's 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 been probably like three years or so, maybe three or four years, um, and it, it it was kind of uh, it was the, the main reason that we stopped was just time because it it you know we all have jobs and uh, you know families and it, and it's like uh, you know a lot of the times especially when it's a, um, a private residence it's it's more like hey can you come out tonight or hey uh, can you come out on this day and it's like all right now I have to I have to get out of work at this time. And, you know, then find out, you know, we need to get all of our stuff here by this time and whatever. Then we have to be up all night long and then we come home and then we have to go over everything. 
Yeah. And it's, uh, you know, it's just, it's very time consuming. Um, I, you know, more power to the people that do it really regularly. Um, it's just, it's, it's a lot of work. Um, I mean, podcasting is a lot of work too, but not nearly as much as, uh, as ghost hunting. Mm. And it's funny too, because there's, there's a couple different guys on the network that like, yeah, we should go do something, you know, like Ryan from that strange show. Yeah. He wants to go, go check out places like really bad. And I'm like, you, you don't have time to do your show sometimes. Like, <laughs> yeah. you know, when you're going to have time to do this, it's, it's a long process. And it's, if you really want to like, I mean, if you're going just to experience something in, in the, at the moment and not actually like have anything to back it up, mm-hmm. you know, it, it's, that's fine. But if you're really doing it to like get some kind of proof, you need to review everything. Right. And it's not like you can fast forward through everything. It's all real time. So you're basically living it over again. Yeah. As uh, when you investigated, what would have been an ideal um, situation, like an ideal um, occurrence? You know what I mean. What, what if you if you could have, if there was any part of the paranormal type of communication or interaction that that you've heard of or just thought about, what what um what would what what would you like to have seen or heard? In, in your investigation, uh, probably, I mean, probably like a full body apparition. Like yeah. I would, that's like, I think that's, uh, that's kind of a lot of people's, uh, you know, they just want to see it. They want to, you know, be, it, it, even like interact with it. Um, you know, the, the EVP stuff is, is cool. Um, but you know, I mean, it, it, and there's nothing against EVPs cause that's, you know, some of the best stuff out there is, is EVP work, but it's, mm-hmm. um, Full body apparition would would be uh that, I think that would sell me completely on um on what's you know that there is that there is something else out there um if I was able to see somebody and interact with them you know yeah uh, I don't know what about what about you guys what what what, what do you think your uh, go to thing would be I I I'd be down to see some stuff or, or you know have you know hear you know, ask some questions and get some answers back. We've had some guests talk about how they've communicated like that. And I've never like asked, I've never been like, Hey, if somebody's there, give me a sign and got a sign or like people, mm-hmm. certain people have said, Hey, I've asked questions and they've answered it before. Like I'd be shook if that happened personally. Um, and I believe in all this yeah. stuff, you know what I mean? Which is interesting, but I, yeah, I'd like to see something. I think, you know, seeing is believing as they say, um, Ray, what about you? Uh, I'm open to anything. Uh, they decide to communicate that way. Mm-hmm. Uh, whether it's an EVP or an apparition, with my background, uh, I'm not really anticipating anything. Yeah. Uh, looking for a specific thing. I've had different. Ex- I've had different experiences, and each one of them. Uh, gave me something at the time. So basically, I what I do is I I would go with the flow. Whatever's going to be that night is going to be appropriate for that night, mm-hmm. and I'll just see what happens. What would you not want to see? Um, <laughs> I don't know if I would necessarily want to see like um like if if you're actually seeing the trauma, yeah. maybe um. I mean, at the same time, I mean, it's exciting. You know, we, we you know, we all love horror movies, um, and that stuff's intense. I don't know if I necessarily want to live that. Um, yeah. At the same time, too, it, it would it would be kind of neat. But uh, you know, I, I just something that's very negative, and you know, 
aggressive. I, I think I would, I would not, I mean, I would obviously be thrilled at the same time, but I think I would be like, oh, geez, this, this is going to question, you know, how much I want to keep doing this, you know, if, if, if you could possibly get hurt from it or, or whatever, you know? Yeah, I agree. Uh, like a demon or an angry ghost. How about you, Ray? Hmm. Uh, I don't know if there's anything I wouldn't want to see. You, know, you got big uh, balls on you. Oh, uh, what? You got big balls on you, Ray. No, uh, <laughs> I was when I used to do the mediumship. Yeah, usually I would ask, "How did you die?" In my head, mm-hmm. and I would often experience it. My whether my chest got tight, and then it would loosen, and I'd say, "Oh, heart attack!" And I say, "Yeah." And there was one was a motorcycle crash. None of it was pleasant. But when I relayed the message, it went away, and I understood where that person I was speaking with came from. Um, as far as any sort of thing that I might get a rush out of, I had one situation where a family believed that their home had a ghost, mm-hmm. and I went down to investigate as a medium, not uh, to get recordings or anything of that sort. And I gave them a bunch of information about an old man, the age of a home, and I gave them a lot of information. And it took them five years to dig up who the original owner, the name, the timeline, and everything. And they did get back in touch with me after five years and say, we finally figured it all out. And it's the person you said when it happened. Mm. And for me, for me, that was a great moment. Just being able to say, yes. Um, that old man, and the funny thing is, he loves that place. It's along with him well. And they used to have things disappear and then reappear. And I told him, listen, he's very pleasant. Ask him for help. So when they would lose something, they would say, can you help me find it? And they'd go looking and suddenly turn around and like the wife's earrings would suddenly be there. So living happily with that ghost. But my moment of feeling good to having something confirmed was when it took them five years of research to dig up what I had told them. As for fearing anything mm. that I would see, mm. uh, at this moment in time, I don't think there's anything that I'm afraid. I'm just open for whatever happens. There you go. Now, what do you think the difference is between... Okay, the- that, yeah, that, yeah. Sorry, I was going to say, that that's, that's the thing, too. Is it's like, I don't want to experience... Like, there's only been, like, a few times where I've really felt uncomfortable. Yeah. I've, never, I've never felt like I was going to be harmed. But, um, but, yeah, I mean, but even still, like, it, it, it wasn't enough to, like, get me out of the situation. Like, I mean, to get me out of, like, wanting to do it. Um, so, yeah, I mean, it's tough. I mean, if it was something that's super violent, then obviously, yeah. Or if, like, you know, myself and my wife got hurt. Mm. But, um, yeah, it's, it's, you're asking tough ones. It's not, it's, they're kind of, they're kind of questions that I just, like, they're not, they're just kind of general answers, I guess. And I feel, feel like I'm not giving you good stuff. I'm sorry. No, no, no. It's all opinion and stuff. I mean, I feel like those, those uncomfortable yeah. ones are kind of what, it's like a roller coaster ride. Like, you want to be scared, but then you know it's over when it's over type deal. You know what I mean? Like, I, yeah. you know, yeah. I think people investigate mainly for, you know, it's the, to, for the unknown, but. You want to see something that's going to make you, you know, unsettle you, get, shake you up a little bit. But you know that after you see it, you know, everything's going to be back to normal uh, unless you were like followed home, I guess. But um, what's, yeah. your, what, what, what's your what's your take on like the full body apparitions of people that you might see in a colonial time dress, you know, 
as opposed to like a shadow person, you know what I mean? If a shadow person is like a, ne- a negative energy or what do you, what's your take on the difference between those two? So like, so, so the, the, when I was a kid, the person that I saw that was more of like a full body apparition yeah. to me, um, I mean, I, I didn't notice if he had feet or anything like that. Like, I just, you know, it was kind of like in the doorway. You look up, expecting to see your mother, and there's someone else there. But um, uh, and then with the Houghton Mansion, it was more of like a shadow going across the hallways. Um, and I don't, <clears throat> I don't believe that that was a uh, malicious or negative, um, uh, entity. Mm-hmm. Uh, the the shadow figure. I I legit think it was Mr. Houghton. Because he was going between like the the area that's like the living room area and the kitchen, he was just basically just going from one room to the other, um, and then back. So it's like, and actually, if you go to uh, Dead Letter Paranormal on Facebook, the video is actually on there. Um, it's it's not like I mean it's it's clear, but it's not super duper clear. We we slow it down to show you what we're seeing, kind of deal, but it's it's there. Um, but uh, the um, so yeah, I mean I, I I don't I don't know. I mean I guess. If it's like a completely like black solid mass, that's something to be more concerned about. But yeah. this is basically just like a shadow figure, um, and I didn't really like. I don't really feel like that was anything negative. Um, but yeah, I don't know. There's a bunch of different opinions out there. I just I didn't have a bad experience with it. So you think it could be like the spirit of his sadness from like the whole situation that still lingers? Yeah, possibly. I mean, that's, that's probably why. I mean, you know, maybe if the whole family's there. You know, maybe maybe they're just living their life. So they think they're living their life, you know, and uh, maybe they're trapped in a, in a different time, and they're all like happy. Yeah, because you said those were the ones that were they were kind of friendly up until until midnight, right? Yeah, yeah, that was just in the basement. Everything else was fine, like the whole rest of the building, and you know, was was completely comfortable. Oh yeah, I wonder if like. I wonder if the the daughter passed away at mid. I almost feel like if they were going to bring her into the house, they might bring her into a basement, um, to kind of lay her out. Um, you know, if she was bloody or whatever, they're not going to want to put her on the couch, um, and then kind of nurse yeah. her there, and then, you know, maybe um, the fact that she, if she did die in the basement, maybe when people decided it was time for themselves to go away, they said, "What better place? You know, I'll be there with her." Type deal. With um, when you were the older lady when you were a kid, now did she, did you see her face or was that just kind of like? More... I did, yeah, I did. I I saw a face. Um, I mean, it was I was literally like single digits in age. I would yeah. I would say at the oldest probably ten because we moved out of there like, um, you know, a little into high school. But it was when I was fairly young, um, and uh, I, I just remember expecting to see my mother, and it and it just wasn't my mother. Like it. She was like uh, slimmer and taller than my mom, and uh, like she didn't meet the mo of anyone in my family. Like she yeah. it wasn't like my sister standing there. It wasn't my dad by all means. Like, but it was, uh, you know, and, and she was wearing like older clothes. It, it wasn't like you know Little House on the Prairie clothes, but it was yeah. definitely like an older style of clothing. Um, and again, I don't. She was. It was like a. She was wearing a dress. Hmm. Um, I, I never even bothered. Like at, at one point, I was like debating. Like maybe she try to see like a, a hypnosis thing to, to see if I can pull more information out of my mind, you know, but, uh, yeah. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know if I want to. I, I don't agree. know. Maybe it's covering something else up. You don't want to, because then you can start having nightmares about the situation. Did, did you remember, did she have any facial expressions or anything? Do you remember what her face was? 
it was it was pretty much just a blank stare. Like it was just a like a literal legit a blank stare. That can be creepy in itself. I'm not gonna lie. Oh, totally. Not gonna lie. I mean, you know, the smile is creepy, an angry face is creepy. You know, the blank stare. There really isn't any facial expression they could do that would be comforting. I feel. <laughs> yeah, oh, that was the nicest looking ghost I've ever seen. Yeah. I mean, it's so comfortable. Yeah, it's uh, yeah, I don't know, but yeah, you, you we, I feel like we, as kids, we lock those things away for a reason. Um, now, when you were younger, did you ever have like, uh, like a boogeyman type situation? I only bring it up because. Uh, I, when I was younger, I had like a weird boogeyman. It was a boogeyman lady type deal where it was this lady that I would have con- consecutive nightmares about this, almost like a Freddy, not a, not Freddy Krueger in the sense of Freddy Krueger, but like it was, it was someone that would cut, that would be in my nightmares. You know, it was this lady, <clears throat> it was this lady that had, you know, black sweatpants on. She had a blue and black striped sweater. And she had this big frizzy black like afro. She was a white lady, um, and it was just in 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 in. She'd like tickle me, and I remember, I remember forever. I could not up into like my mid twenties. I could not sleep if my hand was over my arm or whatever. Or if I had a foot hanging out on hanging like over the bed with no blanket on it, like it fucked me up for that long. Um, but like. Yeah, so, so like, and I've talked to certain people, and certain people will say that, you know, yeah, I had, like, a reoccurring type of, I only say boogeyman because it's kind of, like, the best way to describe it in a way where it's, like, yeah, you know, an entity, like, an entity that looked the same but would continuously, a reoccurring character in your nightmares. Do you ever have anything like that? Um, I haven't. Um, I've had a reoccurring location, but I've never had a re- reoccurring like um, person. What was the location? Um, not that I can remember. Yeah, I'm sorry. What's that? What was the location? Um, it was just a, a it's just an old beat up house that like uh, it was more of a situation where I was just trying to get out of this building and I just couldn't. Like like every single time I had the dream about it, I I would wake up still not in that like I would still be in that building and I would wake up. Um, that, that's about it. I mean, I, to be honest with you, I don't remember my dreams very much. Um, even as a kid, like there's, there's only like a few dreams that I can re- really recall. Um, you know, even still to this day, I very rarely remember a dream. I don't know why. I don't know if it's because I don't get enough sleep or, or what it is, but, um, it's very rare that I, that I actually remember a dream. Your dreams are really weird because it's it's like a subconscious thing. You nobody knows really knows where you go. You know what I mean. You go into this weird state that's in between of like life and death, um, when you're unconscious, and uh, you know there's like sleep paralysis and all the horror stories. You know you, you hear some crazy things about that of beings within your dreams, and you know people that feel like they're being held yeah. down or they're they're going to different places that aren't, you know, normal. Um, yeah, the, the sleep thing's really interesting. There's got to be, uh, you know, there's got to be, there's got to be some, like, uh, I feel like there's a little more to it than just resting, you know what I mean? But Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's, it makes sense. I mean, you, you know, and that's the thing, too, is if your brain is able to, to come up with these, like, you know, pretty intense things from time to time. And like, you know, even, even like 
you know, the, people read into dreams quite a bit, you know, where like, oh, if, you're, if this is happening in your dream, it's because of this. It's like, but your brain's making this all happen. I can't imagine that when you go, um, that, that, that power just dies. Like, that's, that's the thing. It's like, that's why, that's why I'm into this stuff is because I, I want there to be something else. It's terrifying to think that once you die, you're that dick, you know? Yeah. Um, so, uh, the brain's a powerful thing. Even though uh, people like me who can't spell and, uh, you know, <laughs> not the brightest bulb in the world, but, uh, you know, well, still a powerful machine up there. I just don't know how to use it. Well, they say, like, the, you know, humans only use, like, what, 30% of their brain or some, like, crazy number like that. And, uh, maybe I think it's even less. I think uh, yeah. it's like 10%. I wonder if we shut that off because we're not supposed to go that deep. Or there's maybe there's something that we don't want to, we don't want to know that we know is, would be, it's interesting. It's, you know, I, it's crazy that you know, we can't like master, you know, and what would happen if we mastered the entire, would be, would we almost yeah. be like superheroes or something? Like... <laughs> Would we be able Probably. to f- figure out how to... Shooting laser beams and stuff? Yeah, laser ble- beams, figure out, like, you know, figure out how to, like, levitate. Like, nobody really knows. It's weird. Well, there are... Yes. In uh, certain Aboriginal cultures, you have dream workers. Mm-hmm. And they are people who actually go into a trance and go into your dream to help you. Interesting. And as mm-hmm. far as the the brain activity goes if you take and again you go to the other side of the world where you have the monks who meditate and levitate so and I think we said on one of the uh, on a previous episode even the US government did experiments with remote viewing yeah uh, during the Cold War, War and even afterwards even, even up to quite recently so the potential there for the brain it's a chemical process but it also an electrical process you put all that together, everything around us of vibrations and in society, electronics, just these phones we're using to communicate back and forth, uh, we can should be able to tap into all that. We should be able to open our own minds and be able to connect with those things outside of ourselves. I feel like in that regard, I feel like that would almost be something that... Uh the powers that be would want to stifle because if you were able to kind of, you know, have that far of a reach with, 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 uh, the sky's the limit almost with what you could do, yeah, would be, we would be, um, would be something else, you know what I mean? It'd be an interesting thing. <clears throat> yeah. There are several disciplines out there that, uh, you and they talk about the pineal gland and you activate it and that helps enhance uh, your abilities. Meditation can, that's, that's, that's a whole different thing but uh, even science, you're right, it is the 10% of the brain. Uh, if we were to learn to master the rest of it, that would be incredible. Do you think there was some, mm-hmm. do you think that the people, there's people that have uh, kept us in a position where we can't get to that other half of our brain? For a reason? Oh. Well, now you're going into, um, if you want to rule everybody, you want to rule over sheep, yeah. not wolves. Well, that's what I'm thinking, yeah. But that's that's getting a little bit away from the paranormal. Like, uh... Except for the brain part. The brain. That's why Kim Kardashian's famous. Keep Keep everybody yeah. dumbed down. But, um... 
Yeah. Ray, do you have any uh, any questions for Kevin? Uh, no, but I would say if you have that curiosity, no questions, but I would say if you still have that curiosity, mm -hmm. um, do a casual investigations just for yourself. If you get some spare yeah. time and you've heard about a place, you know, pop in and, and keep it kind of simple. Uh, maybe EVPs, maybe a little old school, go out and get some ping pongs or a little ball and put it down and put a camera on it and. Just do it. Do it for the fun to answer your own questions. Uh, yeah, just, there's, there's, that's kind of how it started too. Like you know, like I said, me and my wife would just we would you know stay at a haunted location. We'd go out and do other things during the day, but at nighttime, you know, that's what we would be doing. So it was more casual then too, and it, it is fun. Um, and it's interesting. I, I mean, I, I just love old old buildings and stuff, and old like cemeteries. So it's it's cool to like check those things out. Eventually, I, I'm sure I'll go back to it. Um, it's just a matter of, of when, like when I feel like I have the time to do it, you know? Yeah. I mean, we got some, some of our guests, previous guests did investigative invited us out to, you know, once COVID's gone away and all the craziness has gone away to, uh, go out with some investigation. So if you're interested, I'll drop you a line when we do. And if you're free, you're more than welcome to come out with cool. us. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, definitely. So, Ray, going back to that thing real quick with uh, him not knowing if he wants to kind of think about what, what that lady was, um, you think if somebody, you know, ha had maybe a worry about something like that, like I feel the same way he does, where I don't know if you'd want to go back and kind of unravel that whole situation and maybe invite it. Because at the end of the day, I think all these spirits look for it's like an attention thing because they're so lonely almost um, being in that other, that in-between realm that um, you give them the attention, they'll kind of come back and linger and hang around you, um, which is, you know, could be more so not a, not, not a great thing, you know what I mean? Um, but uh, she must be, you know, she, something must have happened for her to stay because, you know, some people go, to where you know where they need to go and some people stay around and kind of linger in this realm um you know either unfinished business or before dying before their time uh yeah it's it's a um it's interesting interesting one thing i've learned uh being involved in different spiritual disciplines and a mediumship is that you first thing you learn is you can't control it the other thing is what will happen at that time whether it's uh, an appearance and a communication uh, it's meant for that time and knowing that once it's over with I don't revisit I don't think of again um, I just let it go because that was a certain place, certain time, certain thing happened. Okay, that was then, and I just move on with it. You really can't hold on to it. The other thing is that if there is someone that is trapped and you do go back and they are still in that cycle, unless you have the ability to help them move on, um, I think it is better to just let them be at peace until somebody comes along or until they find their own way to move on. Yeah, I mean, like, if he if he was to, you know, summon her through, 
you know, uh, you know, thinking about her more. I mean, her being pulled back, pulled into, you know, like not a different world, but she should be pulled out of where she is now to come over here. You think that would have a negative effect on her, uh, and make her angry, which would eventually become a negative effect on Kevin. If he could do that. Yes. I think it would be a negative thing, taking her out of her place where she feels she belongs. Um, if someone were to do that, there was a show, uh, on television. I liked their exploration the way they explored, but they kept on trying to capture ghosts in different mm. uh, devices and then to release them later on. And I disagreed with that. Yeah. It's, uh, leave, leave them where they are. They're there for a reason. Like I said, unless you've got the ability to help them pass on, just leave them there. Don't take them with you. Don't uh, try and sum them up and solve their problems for them. They're there for a reason. Treat yeah, them, yeah. Treat them with respect. You know, that's it. Even when they're gone, respect them the way you should respect them in life and death, right? Yeah. Because you can make them that you can make them angry, and they're gonna be around longer than you. They're gonna they're gonna outlive you, or however however you would uh, categorize that. But uh, they're they're you know they're here for the long haul, and you're uh, you still gotta figure out what you, what's going on with you when you die. So. But we try and stay positive. What's your take? Real quick, I'll end it with this. What's your take on heaven and hell in, in the afterlife? I know you said you want there to be, like, something in the end. What, 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 what's your hope? What would be your hopes for when when Kevin Krug dies long, 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 long time ago? I mean, long, long, long time from now. Like, yeah, it's a crazy long time, yeah. Yeah, crazy long time from now. What do uh, you... In a in, in the most positive outlook, what um what do you what do you what are you hoping to see? Uh, I mean, I, I'm just hoping to to see uh, basically something similar to what I have, but just you know with with all like the my loved ones that uh, have passed. Um, you know, it'd be it'd be cool to see. You know, my parents are still around, but you know that it's not going to be forever. But right. Them and you know, also all my grandparents, like all of them, passed before I was born. So it'd be cool to just uh, even see those people um, and you know interact with them. And then I, I don't know. I mean, in the perfect world, I mean, in the perfect situation, I think it would be that. But I don't know if that's. I don't really think that that's going to be the case. I actually don't mind the idea of reincarnation, yeah. um, as long as it's uh, in a different time. <laughs> you know, I don't want to come back into the time we're in you know Kevin thank you for being a part of the show and uh, we'll hope to have you on again and everybody out there we'll catch you on the next episode of Mostly Ghostly Ghostly